Are we live? Sweet. Good morning, Travis. Good morning. I'm not really hearing anything in my headphones. Is it plugged in? I know. Maybe yeah. I. <laughs> yeah, you might not, because I did the same thing. I unplugged it when I moved them. Is that better? Nope. Nothing. Does this come out right here? Yeah. Push it all the way in. Technical difficulties. Episode. Ah, there we go. Something. <laughs> all right. Bam. Let's get this to. Okay, so I'm trying to get this up on so I can actually see what's going on here. Now playing. There we are. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everyone. Yeah. Got some high fives going on behind the scenes here because we're actually getting our technology to work. Um, we conquer, we seize, we overcome. Kind of like today's episode. Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute or two. I might be able to get there, but uh, okay. I think that's a stretch. Yeah, okay. So it's Friday. It is, I'm not, it's like the middle of September. It's crazy how quick time is going. Um, yep. I'm feeling the transition right now outside in the world of just uh, the temperatures are starting to change. Nice to get up in the morning and have it cool outside. Exactly. Yes, I've noticed that myself. Yeah, I got to close the window at night. Otherwise, I'm oh, no. Be, oh, oh, yeah. No. You just need more covers. No, like 4 a.m., I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. So, <laughs> so, yes, the window, it didn't go closed all the way, but it did go partially closed now. So We've had things rustling in our backyard recently, and we like to keep oh. our windows open. And I woke up, and I was like, what was that? And my mind went to the wrong place, and I couldn't get back to sleep. Oh. I'm sure it was just a bird or a Raccoon possum or, or something. something. Exactly. So, I got my coffee. You got your coffee. We have our notes. Let's talk center of influence. Yes. So, oh, my goodness. Well, actually, let me correct myself. So sphere of influence or center of influence, for me, they're, they're kind of the same thing. Interchangeable. Yeah. Yep. So whether you put a C or an S in front of that SOI. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so let's talk, let's talk our SOI. Let's talk our sphere of influence. But before we get started, so I'll ask you the quick question. Mm -hmm. What is center of influence? Uh, I prefer to call it sphere of influence, but sphere? I'll go with okay. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. That is the globe around you for which you're able to influence. Okay. Sphere of influence. Gotcha. I just came up with that. That was nice. pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's those people that you know, their acquaintances and uh, a, the group of people that, you know, you if you work them right, okay. you have a high probability of doing business with. It's our... Okay. Best form of business, you and I, we do consultations every year with all of our agents. And the number one thing we hear is, oh, I'm all past client and referral. Mm -hmm. But then, and I, this is outside our company as well, when I'm talking to other agents, it's like, oh, that's great. So what's your plan or your system for that? Uh, so it's it exists, but few people um, nurture it right as it should be. I think, so I, I guess I look at it as... Me included, by the way, I'm not... I, I feel like it's become such an automatic that maybe we take it uh, take it for granted or... What do you mean by automatic? That, okay, their center of influence, we really don't need to have necessarily a planned out oh, system in place. Oh, I'm going to get place. that business. We're, well, I'm going to get that business or, yeah, I call them, I talk to them, I do this, I do that, versus having an actual strategy that's behind it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people get uncomfortable when we talk about having a strategy behind it because now they're thinking, oh, well, I'm, now I'm taking advantage of my center of influence or I'm taking advantage of my sphere or my friends or things like that. And that's that's not the case. No. Just, yeah. It's just a possibility to ensure that you're taking in – I was going to say taking advantage, but you just said that's probably not a good – it's a trigger word for negative – it's the opportunity to make sure that you're not leaving anyone hanging out to dry. Right. And what I see is we do, I've seen great agents that are really good, social. They think to pick up their phone and text people. But I think the reality is, is that they have a sphere of 250 people 
that they can call upon. Right. And we all have this habit of the 25 to 50 that we feel most comfortable or close to, and they get 90% of our attention. attention. Exactly. And so it's not about doing anything more or different. It's just, well, what about these people over here? Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't think of them all the time like you do these people. So let's throw a layer over there that allows you to recognize right. that these people aren't getting the proper attention. Now, another word that I heard you say was that group of people that we have influence mm-hmm. over. So I, I, I don't want that to have a negative connotation either, that the influence is just the, a matter of gotcha. that these are people that care about us from whatever degree all the way to another degree to a we have a you know we've got a relationship or have a relationship with them some way somehow and the influence that we can have can be in many different directions it may not be in um representing them as a real estate agent Mm -hmm. in in our but there may be other areas that we do have an influence or that they they find value in it and that's okay Mm -hmm. um so I'm Let's excited call about it, this. Uh, instead of calling it the sphere of influence, you're right, because it's like, well, I don't want to influence people. I don't want to feel like I'm controlling them. Let's call, in, let's call it the sphere of people willing to hear from us. There you go. I like that. <laughs> so, and, well, I'll get to it later. So our, our goal today is to provide some a strategy and some actual techniques of things that can be done in order to to with without saying the word take advantage of you know take whatever word you want to put in there um fully being able to utilize and and get the most out of this i guess it's a better way of saying it getting the most out of this system Mm -hmm. and that center of influence or sphere of influence um so i'm excited about this and i'm also excited to share so i was making notes yesterday and i said you know what I'm going to take my own notes and I'm going to put them into action. So I did put a couple of notes into action yesterday, right before I left. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share the results. Oh, awesome. Um, today of kind of what the ac- the action that I actually took and what the results were. Because uh, I was actually quite pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So, well, good. Yeah, it was good. But, okay. So we talked about what center of influence is. Yes. Or, or sphere of influence. Who belongs in it? Everyone and anyone that knows who you are or that you have interacted with in any manner. So hairstylist, mm-hmm. person who does your nails, your accountant, your neighbor down the street, your relatives. It only takes one relative to sell with a realtor you don't know right. to go, well, I guess I should be mailing to my relatives, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so well, I'm going to kind of transition this a little bit. Yeah, the first thing in SOI is you got to have it organized because this is a lot of people and we need to think about it. We don't want to just do it when we can. We've been talking about this and having that database, that CRM, right? I don't care what it is, but somewhere it's like, you don't want to be the person with all the little yellow notes all around your office (laughs) because they fall behind your desk and you lose them and you forget about them. Um, And then you've got some notes in your notepad and then you, you were thinking about that program. You wanted to go digital, so you got a few notes there. So right. you got things everywhere. That's a disaster. It is. So for sphere of influence, your first move, get a CRM. Which one? Anyone. Right. You can always export out of them if you think you made a mistake. Absolutely. And uh, the reality is all of them have the functions you're going to use. They talk about all these things that are so powerful, but few of us use them. But just having it there is so important. So I have used... One, two, three, four. I've used five CRMs in as many years. Wow. And I'm not going to recommend <laughs> And to your point, there hasn't been a CRM that I have utilized 100% of everything that they have. Never going to. And every single one of them had everything I was looking for. It seems like we make more excuses as to why yes. we won't use a CRM to look at it as the benefits of using the Correct. CRM. And, and for me, really, it was a searching of what is it that I'm looking for and what is the most important function that I'm looking for mm-hmm. out of this particular CRM and which one of the CRMs has that near the top of their 
things as far as functionality goes. And that what that's ultimately what became the most appealing to me is, <laughs> boom, this particular, I like the way this particular thing functions and feeds me um, with regard to the CRM, and this one was the best at it, yeah. and that was you know on the top of my list of mm -hmm. importance. There's the CRM, yeah. period. Um, so I probably overthought it a little bit, but. Hey, you're doing something but with your head. With who belongs in the CRM or in the um, in your center or your sphere of influence or center of influence or your CRM, and you had talked about relatives and friends and spouses and spouses' friends. Past what clients. Past clients. What about other agents? Uh, depends what your business model is. You could yeah. be collecting those as you go along. Absolutely. Let me rephrase that. You should be collecting those as you go yes. along. And you're right. I know you're a big advocate of farming to agents for referrals. Absolutely. And I saw that actually on something I was looking at today. And it said, if you built your, I forget what the phrase was, but basically where are people going to or coming from? Mm -hmm. So we're here in Orange County. Right. Where are people coming from to be in Orange County? Well, reach out to those areas and make yourself visible. But also, where are people from Orange County going to? Correct. And reach out and find referrals and information and be visible there as well. So, yeah, that's, I know you're and, a big advocate of that. And it's probably one of the most <clears throat> untapped. 100%. And what about lenders? What about Apps. escrow officers? Yeah, you what know, about? one of our lenders once <laughs> said... I think it was an immediate, you, you mentioned that, and I think you pointed at our lender and said, when's the last time an agent's asked you for a referral? Right. And he was like, never. No one's ever asked me for my business. Crazy. Yeah. Because we all make the assumption that they know so many agents mm -hmm. that they already have it and, and we can't get business from there. But, and, and with regard to the agents, and we go to convention every mm -hmm. single year, you know, it's it's nice to go to the convention from a learning aspect, but quite honestly, the most value that that we've gotten out of convention is the networking. Mm -hmm. And so I did this yesterday as well in putting this together is I went back and I looked at the conventions and the networks that I developed and that Michelle had developed while we were there. Mm -hmm. I looked at the business that's been generated. So in the past three years. It exceeded over $100,000 in referrals. Lord. Specifically from people at the convention that she has developed relationships with and gone back and forth and actually sending out referrals and or receiving mm -hmm. referrals. Nice. Yeah. It's untapped. So it is untapped. Um, so when we get to convention time, is the price of convention worth it? Um, yeah. Every time. <laughs> so. I know it hurts to write that check going out there, but on the flight or drive back, mm -hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, what could I have done without this? Right. So I'll ask the next question. And this is, this is, so now let's get into the hows. And before we get into the how we're going to work with the people, let's talk about, okay, so for those of you that are answering the question of, well, where do I get people? I just don't have that many people in my, in my uh, sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how do I grow that? How do you grow your networking, getting involved, talking to people? Uh, when I got started in the business, that was my goal. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, every day I can put someone in my sphere of influence is a good day. Correct. Leases, I wanted someone in my database. Yep. Future buyers, that was a big one for me. Exactly. So if you don't know anybody, figure out where you can find people, find people in things that you enjoy doing. If you can't find people in things that you enjoy doing, then go right back to the one I said before. I can right now go into our system and find 100, 150 agents that used to work in Orange County that have relocated to somewhere else and simply just send them an email and say, hey, I'm here, you're there. I would love to create a a referral network with you and, and throw business back and forth and stay in touch. You send out 150 of those, guarantee you more than half will come back to you and say, sure. Now, will they mean it? Some of them will, some of them won't, but that's okay. Yeah, it's called prospecting. Exactly. So there are many different ways to expand your, your center of influence or your, your SOI. I keep going to center, so forgive me, everybody. <laughs> that's, that's what I grew up on. So... Um, 
but there are many different ways to expand that. And I think a lot of it is just thinking out of the box a little bit and not coming in with any preconceived ideas of, no, this person would never, you know, person A would never give me business. Why would I have them on my, on my list? You know, their, their daughter's a real estate agent, their son's a real estate agent, their, the whole family's a real estate agent. Is it possible that they could at some point ever become too busy or end up in a situation where they retire, they retire before you, that they come across somebody that's just not a good fit for them, but you've developed a relationship and they figure out it's a good fit for you. Um, You're maybe not in the exact same area and they end up with somebody that's in an area that you're more suited for. Is that a possibility? Absolutely. Happens every single day. So don't, it's kind of like the lender situation. Everybody's making the assumption that that lender's being asked for their business on a regular basis. And we just we just proved it. Nobody calls, nobody asks. Yep. Low-hanging fruit there, people. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have a system, though. Yes. Got to work do. it. So I know the first thing on my system that I would be putting together for, um, for SOI. Mm-hmm. What is yours? What is the first thing I would put together for my SO? I mean, well, I mean it's uh, okay. We're having a conversation. So I was thinking about this. I gotta, I gotta put together a system for my SOI. Yeah. My first action plan. So I, um, I'm gonna take a shot here. I'm gonna say it's maybe three pronged, maybe more okay. to start. You know, I think that you need automation. Yep. So there's got to be something that's just going out. Oh, that's just stupid email. Everybody gets out of those, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, then don't do it. But I'll tell you right now, newsletter, something that's going out without you even thinking about it. Two is something maybe a little more personalized. Mm -hmm. You're writing those cards for the holidays that you've chosen throughout the year with your hand or maybe one of those systems that makes it look like it's your hand, but you can do it and get them out there. And then third is you got to be face-to-face. Yep. Or ear to ear, whatever it may be, um, and just touching, touching out there. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things I realized. It takes me so long to realize these things sometimes, but there is value in a text that's sent that's never responded to. Yep. And I don't think people understand that. And I didn't understand that enough, and now I do. So if you're throwing out ten texts a days, hey, I was just thinking about you, blah blah blah. Hey, this that. Hey, I thought about this, and maybe you get one that says. Responds back, hey, thanks. Yeah, it's been a while. We should touch base. That's not just one victory. I mean, you got 10 things going on right there. So this brings me to my point of my test yesterday. So I'm a big advocate of face-to-face and just setting those appointments and asking for those appointments. They don't have to have anything to do with real estate. So one of my – just ask for a cup of coffee. It's been a while, Travis. Shame on me for not staying in touch with you. It's been a while. Would love to catch up. Cup of coffee. So I did that yesterday. Picked five people. And I purposely picked five people that I have not spoken to in more than six months. One of the people that I picked, I have actually not spoken to, not sent out a piece of information, not have done anything to communicate with them, not done anything on social media, nothing for over like three years. Right? And here was my message. It's been way too long. My bad. I would love to just catch up and have a cup of coffee and see what's going on. So I sent that out to five people. Woke up this morning, got three responses back with all, would love to see you, would love to catch up. As of this uh, podcast right now, which is basically less than 24 hours ago, I've actually already confirmed all three coffees of the five that I've sent out. So I've got three coffee appointments for next week. And... One of the people even said, oh, my son's thinking about doing something. Should I have him get in touch with Michelle? So there we go. So I actually got one appointment that's business-wise, but three appointments total. Yep, nice. From an email that I just sent out to have a cup of coffee. Two people that I haven't spoken to. See, and these are important because I'm a firm believer. I have this one example that I always go back to which I was in my farm, mm-hmm. I was selling, I was doing my door knocking, and I literally knocked on the door, the guy opens it up, I'm like, you know, give my little spiel, he's like, right. oh, hey, 
hey, we were going to call you. Hey, come exactly. on in. We're listing our house for sale. I'm like, wow. I mean, that's like, when do you see that? Exactly. That's a rarity. But I am a firm believer that if I had not knocked on that door that day, would have went there is else. a high probability that I would not have gotten that listing. Correct. Because they're thinking, they're talking real estate. So anybody else that's listening is either maybe a practitioner and maybe they're going to come mm -hmm. in and try to get the business or they know someone, they're going to try to refer them in. So just because they know you doesn't mean you're going to get the business. Correct. You got to be constantly touching base to remind them and to keep active, to Correct. make them your advocates. That That is a very valid point. The, the likelihood of me getting that that lead business-wise for Michelle in that scenario, if I wouldn't have sent that email, I'm 100% positive that business would have went somewhere else. Yep. So 100% positive. But part of it is right place, right time. And that doesn't happen unless we start to create our systems and create some consistency in some of the things that we're doing. What about our poor agent from our first.io, <laughs> Remax's artificial intelligence software that they offer us that's very powerful. And he had signed up for it and just kind of put it on the back burner. <laughs> and then he got used as an example, unfortunately, as, hey, let's go into the missed opportunities and see what's in there. That Six was listings in six months that was huge of people he knew right they're in his yes. database he's like these are you know you, you call them your clients right? right because they're in your database and you expect to get that business all sold their houses yep he didn't know about it and if he simply would have used first.io and been reaching out right again it's a text that doesn't get responded to you know or it's a phone call that you have a chat and right. it ends and it's the phone call that turns into a meeting or a, a dinner with someone, not meeting, you know, like a coffee or something. Right, right. Um, and I think that's where a lot of agents are missing out. They're like, boy, if I don't get the meeting to sit down and talk about real estate, then I'm wasting my time. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's almost the furthest thing from that. That's our end goal. Correct. But you got to ask, you got to care, you got to put in some time and effort before you know, you'll worry about that appointment. Exactly. And it, it was a, that was an eye opening situation yesterday when we saw that. And I mean, and for, for those of you that, that don't know what first IO is, it's, it's basically an app that is artificial intelligence that keeps track of your database and gives you the likelihood of who's going to be selling their property in the next six months. That's it in a nutshell. But it has this nice little feature where it keeps track of all your clients and their homes. And it lets you know if their home went on the market and got put in the MLS. And in this particular case, it had happened six times with six different people in, in, in his database. And that was, and that was hard. I mean, when, when he opened that up, that was honestly hard for me to see. Um, he handled it quite well. You know, I don't know. I would, I'm almost afraid to download the app. because <laughs> I get pissed off at myself. Um, Wrong but, reaction. <laughs> exactly. What can I do to make this not happen again? True, true. But it, easier said than done sometimes but um but that's one of the first things that i would do is you know do you have a system in place that's keeping track of your debt uh, for us for us in our office we have the privilege of having this app available to us that does all of that for us and gives us the ability to give us reminders to just send out messages every now and then but still it's powerful and with the point that you're bringing up of just takes a second sometimes you know the five emails i wrote yesterday it wasn't more than five minutes. It honestly was. It, it took me more time to go back and try to find people because I was purposely trying to find who was going to be the least likely to get back to me. And that probably took more time than it took to, you know, I formulated the email once, copy paste, you know, f uh, four other times. But still, 10 minutes. Standing in line at Starbucks. Exactly. Exactly. And that's some of the things that I think we forget about. But um, I want to talk about because part of our plan is 120 days. We, we yep. put in this 120 days. So it's 120 days from now or 120 days. We're starting. What am I doing right now with my SOI? Yes. And one of the things that I said that I put is first thing, update your contact list, whether it's you that does it. You know, you can hire a virtual assistant, you can do it via email, you can do it via text message, you can do it via phone, but just a simple, hey, Travis, I'm getting my database up to date, 
working on my holiday cards and things like that. I just wanted to make sure I had all the correct information. You know, can that go out in an email and get responses? Sure. Is that an opportunity to make a phone call? Sure. Is that an opportunity to make a text? Sure. Is it an opportunity to, you know, I don't want to talk to anybody. No worries. Put that in an email and slide dial them. You know, slide dial you, Travis. Hey, just want to let you know I left you a, you know, sorry I missed you. Just want to let you know I sent you an email. Just trying to update my database with um, for holiday cards this year. If you take a moment and just let me know if, if all my mm -hmm. information's up to is current. That for me is step one. And just like that agent yesterday figured out that some people had sold houses, I would also tell you be prepared because you're going to find out that some addresses have changed yeah. when you always <laughs> when you notify them. Because we never keep as close contact as we yes. think we have. And some people have moved. And this may be a bit of a stretch, but I think this might uh, be a decent analogy. Someone posted on Facebook today a quote. Lord, I forget who it was or who said the quote, but it was something to the effect of, maybe you even posted it, something to the effect of, if you don't ask the question now, you're a fool for a minute. If you never ask the question, you're a fool forever. forever. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to analogize that to, if you don't ask for the update now because you're fearful of a moment of disappointment or some sort of rejection, then I mean, if, you, if you're willing to do that, you're going to be disappointed for a minute. Right. But if you're not willing to do that, you're going to be disappointed for life and you're going to lose business over Correct. It. Exactly. So that's one of my first steps that I would say take between now. And now is the perfect time because we are coming up on the holidays. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, gosh. So calls are welcome. People are open arms. Absolutely. So phone calls are welcome. Emails are welcome. That is not a, hey, who do you happen to know that, want, that wants to buy or sell a house right now? That's just a simple, hey, I'm trying to update my database. And while I'm there, you know, how are the kids, things like that? If you can get other information, birthdays and things like, don't be afraid to ask mm -hmm. and update all those things because these are all opportunities for you to be able to reach out in the future and acknowledge somebody. Yep. Got to keep those great notes. Got to yes. know people well. And that's the thing is I don't think people want such immediacy. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's some of the uh, resistance to maintaining a great sphere of influence right. and information. And they feel awkward about it. It's like, no, that's just how you keep up to date. Correct. That's how you have good conversations. So little tip, you open escrow with somebody, they got to turn in that statement of information. Hey, escrow, can you give me the birthdays of the two parties? Boom. So now I have birthdays. I've got anniversary of whenever the house closed. I, so now I've got three extra points that I can create a reason to have a conversation or a contact mm -hmm. with them and don't have to make a big deal about it. So just those things as far as putting those systems in place and having that so that you can continue to grow that database. Yep, exactly. We do that with everybody. Let me see here. We never know what to say. I have, a, I have a friend that I keep in touch with, and I send him a message. Hey, friend. We'll keep some anonymity to this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're doing well. This may seem a little repetitive, but this is the time of year when your tenant originally moved into your property, and I always use the anniversary as a time to make sure everything is good with them or if you need any assistance in any way. They seem like they've been great tenants, so hopefully everything is good and they're staying on. But if not, I'm happy to consult with you about your options. So I presented all the objections right. in the email. Mm -hmm. I told him exactly why that email's, that text is coming out. Right. Right? And because some people might... I mean, this is like year five that this tenant's been in my friend's house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some people be like, why would I do that again? Because it's a touch. It shows yep. you care. And nothing's come of it for five years, but you're still there to help. Right. What about all the secondary messages? Because here's what it says to me on a subconscious level. Travis takes good notes. <laughs> Travis runs a business like a business. that Because... This this is information that he's obviously put into a system. I, no, Travis isn't. You know, we recognize Travis isn't remembering this just because he remembers it off the top of his head. He knows this because he's treated this like a business and all the things that come with that. You know, 
because sure, a tenant could be there 10 more years, but you just created a, this guy has a conversation and goes to work today and somebody says, hey, I'm thinking about doing this or doing that. And that guy can very easily, just heard from my agent today. He's obviously on top of things. You should give him a call if you need any help. Exactly. And yeah, we don't know how many of those conversations are happening, but they happen more often than we think. Yeah, 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 because we're not there. We're never really going to know. Exactly. But, you know, we mentioned the holidays coming up. Yes. Halloween. I can do an event for Halloween. I can do cards for Halloween. I can do, um, gosh, I'm thinking off the top of my head here. You know what? Go online right now. Order them now if you're going to do this because shipping for everything is, is all messed up. Hey, want to make sure your kids stay safe. Giving away free glow sticks or whatever so that make sure when they're out at night trick-or-treating, everybody can be seen, blah, blah, blah. No. Be here at this time, whatever, for free handout. I'm not handing out candy. I'm handing out safety, whatever. So creating an event and having the opportunity to go belly-to-belly with people and um, not sell real estate. Thanksgiving, probably one of the most underutilized as far as people reaching out. Just happy Thanksgiving, whether it be a card or true reach out and saying hello and things like that. Christmas cards, everybody does them. Yeah. Thanksgiving, you're I love one Thanksgiving. Of the I was like, pie. That's a good Thanksgiving thing. So I always run a contest, coloring mm-hmm. contest. Was it a contest? No, it was just a enter to win a free pie. Exactly. And guess what? Whoever entered was a winner. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I got that. I got to go deliver them, see people, have people see me. It was fantastic. So your pop buys. Yep. Coming by, coming by for a reason. And the reason doesn't have to be, you know, buying or selling a house or anything that has to do with, hey, reminder, your batteries are going to be dead now in the thing. Or, you know, it's time to change out your, your, uh, your air filters in the in your AC or heater because we're having a temperature, you know, a change of uh, seasons, it can be about happy holidays. Mm -hmm. Because let's be realistic. Everybody will always ask, how's business? Yep. And that's ultimately what we're trying to get to, right? So, all right. Um, So we talked about the list. We talked about planning an event. Um, Social media. Oh, yeah. Kudos to you because you've made a noticeable difference on social media. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. How many people hear that? I I don't understand. So the comment that I just, or the compliment that I just gave you, if you're doing your job on social media, you will hear that compliment eventually. (laughs) And that's what you're, that's what you're looking for. Hey, I saw you, you know, it doesn't have to come out of, Hey, I've noticed that you're, you know, you've stepped it up, but Hey, I've, I see you everywhere. Mm -hmm. Hey, I noticed that you're this or, Hey, um, I saw this, you know, congratulations, your daughter is here, this and that. That means that people are watching and seeing these things and paying attention to that. And social media is very simple for me. Consistency and engagement. Yes. Equal success on social media, Mm -hmm. period consistency in what you're doing and engaging with the other people by actually being transparent and giving good legitimate um, communication and conversations in there will win all day long absolutely what was the guy's name that remax had come out tony something oh lord i really liked him and he always said he goes on social media it's not the person who makes the post Mm-mm. that i'm interested in it's someone who makes a post. It's the person who responds to it that resonates with me. Correct. That I can respond to them is where I find the most value. And so that really stuck with me. And so I do look more at the comments Correct. than the posts. And it's funny because I gravitate towards, I guess, certain personalities and things. Right. And so of all these comments and people who I have no relationship with, I may hear something that makes me laugh. Right, and right. I'll, I'll respond to them and be like, oh, my goodness, you're right, da, 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 da. And those tend to elicit the most response for me mm-hmm. than most anything else I do on social media. Correct. It's all about conversation. It, it's almost like it's, it's a party and somebody's overhearing something and you got their attention 
even though you weren't having a conversation mm-hmm. with them directly, you're able to get their attention. So I, I look at social media and I think one of the biggest things that people are afraid of is it's, it's time consuming. It's hard. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't work. And if it's something that you don't want to do, that's okay. I think that we are in a time, personally, I think that we are in a time that not doing it affects your business and you are you are leaving business on the table from one of the easiest places to get business than pretty much anything else. Yeah. I think it's a minority of people who wouldn't think, boy, this person really isn't on social media as... Do we, is this the person we want to hire? Right. You know, there's some people, I've got some friends that are just like, nope, I, I just don't want to be any part of that. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. But they're the, by far the minority. And other people who may not even be that active on social media, but they have an account, they like to bounce around. They know it's marketing. They know that that's the new newspaper, magazine, whatever of today. Correct. So if they go to your website, or excuse me, to your social media, and they don't see anything... That certainly isn't a positive. It's barely a neutral. It's probably a negative. It is a negative now. And there's multiple ways. You know, I understand people aren't totally comfortable on social media. I'm just starting to ramp up, get a little more comfortable with it. Really isn't my thing. Um, But I'm starting to enjoy it more. There are some people who don't, you know, or you know what it is? It's the personal versus business. Mm -hmm. And so I think people need to understand that. That's okay. You can have a professional presence solely on social media if you'd like. Correct. And that's good. That's better than nothing. Or you can have the social with the business. Mm -hmm. I think that's the gold cup right there. It is. When people are expressing who they are and what they do well, those are just very sticky and I, I just think they're very powerful. But it doesn't have to be that way. But don't have a Facebook site that I go to and your last post was you updating your profile picture in 2018. That does nothing for you. Right. So hopefully I'm taking notes because I'm guilty of some of those things too. <laughs> we get we get overwhelmed on these things. And, and I think a lot of it is is we probably put too much thought, energy, and effort into mm-hmm. overthinking it. You know what? Yeah. You know what I've been finding lately is my uh, hours are 9 to 11. Mm-hmm. You don't see me around. I'm up in my office. I'm focusing on who I need to be in contact with. Right. And I got things open. I got Bouge open, my CRM. Mm-hmm. We got the MLS open because there's data in there for me as uh, as a broker. I've got Facebook, or rather, social media open. Mm-hmm. And I just go up there, and usually, you know me, a systems guy. I've got things that say, "Hey, do this," so I right. know what I need to do. But other times, I'm like, "Where am I at? What's going on?" And as I'm going along. I'm filling in the gaps. Exactly. So I go an hour or two. Gosh, on average, if I get seven or eight outbound communications mm-hmm. with maybe a response, maybe not, that's an hour to two hours for me. Right. Yeah, some days it'll be four or five. Right. Maybe I couldn't quite get to two hours. Some days it'll be 12. But I think people look at that and go, that's not very much. But that's what it is if you're doing it right. Yep. And you're going through there and you're paying attention. You're just shooting out little messages. Just dedicate that hour or two. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to open up my CRM. I'm going to poke around in it. You know, and you'll find. You'll be like, oh, you know, I should really tag this person. They were, they were at my open house last weekend or they did my garage sale. I forgot to tag them. Mm-hmm. Or that, You know, and you're just constantly churning through there correct it makes it makes the follow-up so much easier when you put the time in that that's one of the skills that you taught me that i'm i'm still a student of and continuing to learn is you have you are much much better i'll almost call it the master of updating the system in the moment or very near to the moment it's hard you know right it's slightly distracting but the value to me is worth it's, it it's huge yeah because i'm I'm the sticky note guy. Oh, let me oh. take a quick note. And I went there and then you're right. The note disappears Never happened, or, yeah. <laughs> you know, a day or two passes. And the next thing you know, it hasn't gotten into the system and it never does. And that's why, you know, seven on average in an hour to two hours mm-hmm. worth of prospecting for me is good. Right. Because you're right. I've got to figure out what I'm doing. Got to get my angle. Got to make the contact. Then I got to record it. Right. All right. So don't feel bad about it if you're feeling that way, because that's the right <laughs> way. That's how it's supposed to happen. So you mentioned 
newsletters um, yep. earlier, and everybody should have a newsletter, and a newsletter should be going out. And nowadays, it can go in the mail, it can go email, it can go, and yes, the excuses on the other side are, well, nobody looks at it, doesn't op- doesn't get opened, and things like that. And I am in complete disagreement that for those objections of it doesn't get opened and you shouldn't be doing it for this, I couldn't disagree more. I and I feel like so many people take newsletters and want to overthink and feel like I've got to create something that's bringing value to all 250 or 500 people that this is going to. And I can't come up with this article and this and that and all that kind of stuff. And then we go out there, we find all these generic things when in reality we forget that we're talking to our sphere of influence and they just want to know what the heck's going on with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, simple, you know, Travis, if I was having a conversation with you and I said, okay, you need to have a newsletter. I would say, Travis, one of your newsletters, if it were me and I, and I was sending it out to you, to your center, uh, your sphere of influence, I would say one of your articles is you taking 15 minutes or 10 minutes and writing a personal article, my beer of the month. And this is what I tried. This is why I, I like tried that it. idea. This is, you know, what I enjoyed about it. This, it was at this restaurant, whatever the case may be, because it's not necessarily that there will be other beer drinkers out there that will look at that and say, oh, well, yeah, I should try that beer. It's, oh, I'm learning a little bit more about who Travis is. Personality. Exactly. As much as we want that contact point, oh, Nestor, he loves baseball. Hey, man. Right. How about those angels or whatever? Exactly. When we provide information about ourselves, it gives an opportunity for when we touch base with someone to go, yeah, oh, I saw... All that beer stuff. How's that going? Any good breweries around here? They could probably care less about beer or breweries. Right. They know you like it. Exactly. Your foodie, restaurant of the month. Mm-hmm. I visited this restaurant. This is what we liked about it. This was our family thing. You know, avid hiker, trail of the month. I recommend this trail because of this, blah, blah, blah. You know, saw five rattlesnakes. That'll get everybody's <laughs> attention. Oh, <yeah. laughs> so, you know, but... My my point is, is we spend way too much time on on this point of communication of I've got to have an article that talks about five things to do in your house and change it this or bring value to. It's not what the people yeah. want. Well, back to your point of we focus on who's not interested or mm-hmm. who's being missed. You know, let's go to don't let one bad apple right ruin the bunch. And I know I send out a lot of correspondence. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's a value, trying to bring value to people. Right. But sometimes I get uh, feedback that's like, oh, you know, so many got it. So many people said, I don't want this anymore or whatever it is. And I'm like, God, just hearing that. I'm a little little depressed over that. <laughs> but I like Bomb because you can go in there and it can tell you. It'll say, hey, you know what? This many people opened your email or this many people looked at your video. Mm-hmm. And I look at those numbers sometimes and go, oh, that doesn't look good at all. Is that... Is that the only number of people are looking at my stuff? But then Balm has these little meters. Mm -hmm. And so it'll say, oh, 15 people looked at your email. And then it has a rating on there. Right. Bad, good, great, whatever Mm -hmm. they are. Those make me feel so good. (laughs) Because despite my feeling of how many people I've gotten through to, they're telling me, no, dude, in this business, you're doing a good or a great job. And I'm like, oh, okay, that feels good. This goes back to your point that you were making earlier. The text message that's never responded to still still got looked at. That email still got looked at. Mm-hmm. People for yes, there are people that will go through the trouble of well, go all the way to the step of opening the email and unsubscribing and taking themselves off the system so that they don't receive emails from you anymore. Which is at the end of the day a good thing. Because why why do we want to send something to somebody who doesn't want it? But there's also a group of people that never open the email. Yeah. But every single week, they see Travis Barron and a, oh, the little note that's right behind it. <coughs> Excuse me. And although they don't open it, 
They don't delete it either. They don't kick you out and say unsubscribe or anything like that. So did you did you communicate with them? Did you bring at least some sort of value mm-hmm. and touch point to them? Yes, you did. Because there's something to be said for, I see Travis's name every single time, and no, I didn't delete it. Or no, yeah, I didn't open it, but I also didn't get rid of it, and I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't view it. Yeah, and I think we need to look at this from a, take a step back and say, okay, is anything perfect? Oh, no. Are there some bad ideas? I'm sure there are out there. But the best way to go about this is you've got to have layers because not everyone responds the same way to the same thing. Right. And so we don't know who those people are. And we have to do our best to cover it. And that's why I like to talk about, well, you got to have that email going out so you know something's going out, people are getting something. Correct. Some people are, some people are ignoring it. Okay, I, I accept that. Well, then I have to have something more personalized. Okay, so I caught some more people. And then I need to make those individual contacts. Yep. So now you've got this web that's going to, it's not going to capture everybody, never going to. If you're waiting to capture everybody, you better get out yeah. of the business because yeah. that day isn't going to happen. <laughs> not, but not anytime soon. You anyway. do the best you can to create that weave to catch as many people as possible to be present in their minds. That's where you're at. But if you're only doing one of these, you're missing, you're missing out. If you're just sending out a newsletter and you're like, no, people get my newsletter. Well, okay, you know, you're going to get a 5% uh, on that or whatever it is. Well, no, but I like to send out Christmas cards. Oh, any other cards? No, just Christmas cards. Okay, that's good. <laughs> but can we maybe expand that and right. layer it? And then, of course, you got to be in contact. you got to be talking. you got to be texting. you got to be DMing. I know we go kind of deep on some of these things, but I'll tell you, I was looking at something today and I'm like, I need to, I've called them, I've texted them, I'm not really getting a response, I don't want to do it again. Did you uh, DM them? I did, no, no, I went oh. to DM them. Okay. And I looked at their Facebook site and I'm like, they will never get this DM. I just, I just looking at their site, it mm-hmm. has like one or two posts from like 2018 and that's it. Okay. I'm like, not a good idea. doesn't make sense to DM this person. So you need to be c- consider that as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas others, you know, hey, if they're active and everything, DM is going to pop up. They're going to see it. They're yep. going to respond. I guess I could have taken a shot and thought, oh, let's see if, if it pops up to them. It's something they're not used to seeing, and maybe that highlights it to them. Oh, maybe I should think about that. I love DM. <clears throat> One of the best-kept secrets... If you're trying to get in touch with somebody who is, we'll use the word untouchable or unreachable, DMs, if, if they are any, any part of social media, that, so that, that's the caveat to it. If, if they have any type of presence on social media, DM. I've, I've created relationships and met people who I would probably never have the opportunity to communicate with or have conversations with because of DM. Yeah. So Adam Contos, let's DM. <laughs> so, so I know about email, probably not getting something back and over, make a phone call, probably not getting something back. And that's no disrespect. It's he's got a high demand for his time and his attention. Um, you know, one of my favorites, Gary Vaynerchuk, the guy's got a demand for his time and his attention. I want to reach him. Hang out on Twitter, start sending messages. Within a day or two, I'll get something back. Oh, wow. And that's recognizing where they are and going to, you know, you, you mentioned it. Hey, email email marketing, sure, that's one thing. But we, we talk about it all the time in this business. You've got to have more, many lines in the water to accomplish things. And then within this system of, of SOI, there should be many lines in the water. You know, my social media should be up. My email marketing should be up. You know, my my mailing post postcards, birthday cards, whatever the case may be. That's also that's a different line. And yeah, you're right. They all interweave. And some of these people get them all, and some of them get one or two. Some of them just get one. But you you've got to have that in place because also some of them have a preference. Some mm-hmm. people don't open your emails. Because they're inundated with emails all day long and they don't feel like it. You send it in a text, they'll respond. You send it in a DM, they may actually open it and respond. Same message, different platform, they treat it differently. So, you know, and it's not for us to, well, they should open my email newsletter. Nope. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want to. <laughs> 
So, uh, all right. Been on. I feel like we've been on a soapbox here for. <laughs> That's what we do a little bit here. So right? That's okay. So, uh, the last piece of advice that I've got for the next 80, 90 days, hundred and twenty mm-hmm. days, is ask for business. Yeah. You shouldn't be asking all the time, but there's nothing wrong with asking, and. You know, I'm communicating. Travis gets my Halloween card, my Thanksgiving card, gets my Christmas card, and I call in January. And hey, Travis, just checking in. This one's business. You know, we, as you know, we had a phenomenal year last year, and business has been great in real estate. Um, but I'm working on my on my business for 2022, and I just want to throw a reminder out to you: if you know anybody that's thinking of buying or selling, will you please keep me in mind? Boom, done. I love that approach, the beginning. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you doing, Nestor? It's Travis. Hey, this call is business. Yep. Just right up front. Exactly. Yep. Brings down all the barriers. <laughs> no surprise. You know, versus the I I always equate I always equate it to the kids coming home from school and all of a sudden they're being nice to you. How was the day? And how was this? And blow till you get to the point was you want something. Why don't you just tell me what you want? (laughs) (laughs) So, so, Hey, I got an ask and here's my ask and then boom, we're done. And then let's just move on. So anyway, it's my two cents. All right. Well, if I were to sum this whole thing up, we're talking about SOI today. Yes. So from a thousand foot elevation, it's about finding your sphere of influence. Who are these people? How do they get into my system? Right. You know, that's primary. We got to funnel them into our system to make them part of our sphere, wherever you get them from. You meet them when you're out farming. You meet them when you're at the lake on your boat having a good time. You meet them at a lunch for a friend, whatever it is. You know, you're collecting these things. <clears throat> make sure they're getting into your system. And then that way you can automate a lot of things. So right. your first layer is going to be that monthly email, mm-hmm. whatever it is, newsletter, update, whatever you want to call it, however you manage that. And what's great about that is when you put someone into your sphere and you tag them, sphere of influence or whatever it might be, you can have an automated feature where that list comes up and that's who gets mailed to every exactly. month. So you don't even have to think about it. Well, you have to think about getting the newsletter together, but then it goes out. Then that second layer uh, is going to be those personal touches and things. You know, what are you doing throughout the year to be a little bit more personal with these people, whether it's holiday cards or reminders or anniversary calls of a purchase or a sale? Uh, These things are really important. And then the absolute must, and that's the personal touch. Yep. Phone call. These days, maybe even a text, because I know I've seen people who are, are like, Hey, I gave you a call. Oh, yeah. Do you not answer your phone? No, I don't. Oh, did you get my message? Oh, I, I saw it, but no, I didn't answer it. Okay, that's probably a text person. You know? Right. So it's okay if you're not calling them. You got to play to what they're playing. And, and it, you know, people don't pick up their phones for a reason anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's happening more and more. Yeah, 90% of the time when my phone rings, I get a little, it comes out in red, spam or likely spam or... So, and you know, they're, they're not picking up their phones for a reason. You Maybe make a note of that, right? Yeah. Preferred method of communication. It's important. So, and we talked about having your, your SOI and, and the importance of putting these systems in place. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be doing this justice if we really didn't talk about the numbers and really how powerful this is. Because, you know, I don't know a lot of people. I can get my mine up to 50 or I can get it up to 100. I can get it up to 200 or 250, whatever the number is. Here are the back end numbers that matter. There's still at least 10 percent turnover in that database every year, Mm -hmm. either first or basically second level by, you know, somebody that they know is doing something, there is 10% turnover every year, period. And what does NAR say? That when they, when they uh, survey people, that something like 82% of home sellers and buyers say they would use their agent again? 
Yep. Or they would definitely use their agent again. They knew how to get in touch with them. You know what's interesting about that is you have a. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, you that's okay. But yeah, no, you're you're fine. I just the, the the point that I was really just trying to make is that I only know 50 people. There's five deals. Potentially. Exactly. And and the question is is how do I get my fair share of those five deals? And that's where I was going because 82% say at the close, you know, they survey and will you use agent again? Yeah, top of mind. Actual number that use them less than 10%. Yep. You know how you get 80% or better your people to use you as opposed to 8 or 10%? Contact them. That's your job. That doesn't just happen. Yep. You know, yeah, you need to be in intimate contact and keep them top of mind for whatever period of time that is. 2, 5, 7, 10, 15 years. Right. Well, the example we gave at the very beginning, we you know, we looked at somebody's database, six deals lost and and, you know, six mm-hmm. opportunities actual this wasn't even I'm thinking about. This was I'm selling and gone. And so the real question is this, well, what do I need to do so I can get three of those, mm-hmm. two of the four of those, five of the, all six of those? What am I doing in my business to make that change so I can get those opportunities? So your database is small. That's okay. Two steps. How do I grow that database? And how do I get my share of that 10% business that's in that current database? Because, no, we're not going to get all the business. But if we do the right things, we can increase the amount that, that is coming our direction. No question. Was there a question? Nope. Okay. <clears throat> I felt like you were looking at me like there was a question in the... Uh... All right. <laughs> we're up on the hour. Yeah. Well, hopefully that was some good information. Hope we inspired some people to get a little organization behind their sphere of influence. Maybe calendar up an hour, a day, or every other day when you just sit down and just open up your CRM, open up social media, and pay attention. Right. And reach out. I think that make a huge difference in everyone's uh, businesses. Because, again, we got to get away from that paying attention to those top 10% that are just top of mind. Right. You know, again, there's an agent, I know, she didn't keep a database or she had it somewhere, but she never paid attention to it. But she was great on her phone, man, sending mm-hmm. things out, touching base with people. But it was all about driving around and having reminders about people. And so right. she would be making contact with those people. She was golden, but she was missing out on 90% of the people that she wasn't having the reminders about and things. And that's why you got to build those systems to bring them up. Correct. To where they're top of mind for you to be in contact with and take advantage of those opportunities. And you don't want to do that. That's okay. <laughs> Create your own system. I used to be in open houses and I used to go through my cell phone while I was waiting for people to come in and just, I'd start at the beginning and I was just thinking about you. And before the end of the open house, I was having 25, 30 conversations on text messages with different people that started answering back. Don't always start at the beginning. Go Z, work your way up. Great idea. You know, start in the, you know, pick a different letter every time and start from there and just kind of move through so that you can make sure that you're cycling through and, and don't underestimate, don't, don't, don't be afraid when you go to the, ah, they don't want to hear from me. Yeah. And I think when you have a person that's lukewarm, whatever, it's you met him in an open house, something, maybe talk to him once or twice. And like you said, you're an open house. You're like, Hey, we was just thinking about you. Don't know where you guys are at, but I'm at this open house. Right. Things are happening in the market. Would love to hear from you. If you send that, most people, if they send that out and don't hear anything, it's like, now oh, they don't want to hear from me. And they don't touch base with them ever again. Again, right. Oh, you got to go two, three, four, eight, ten messages, you know, over a year, year and a half, whatever, just continually uh, touching base, despite whether they respond to you or not. I still say it to this day, 13 months. People communicated once and disappeared for 13 months. Did not respond to a single email, a single text message. Actual experience? Actual experience. But you were pushing out. Was pushing out for 13 months. (laughs) Called one weekend and said, we want to go look at this house. Didn't even know who the heck they were because it was just pushing out so much and wasn't really paying that close attention. Figured it out. And I go back and look at all the messages that had gone there, and I'm thinking, holy cow. They got in a car that weekend, wrote an offer that weekend. They were in escrow by Monday. 
Nice. That was a phone call on Friday in escrow by Monday. And that was 13 months of just pushing out with not, I'm, I'm not talking like a, not even a single response back. Thanks. Works. Yeah. <laughs> so not every time, do it. but well, it works. You know, every year we do our consultations and even just talking to agents out in the field and on the phone, you know, 90% are better of agents. Uh, they will say my sphere of influence is where most of my business comes from. And yet, uh, the other side, you and I know when we dig, excuse me, when we scratch the surface, mm -hmm. we find that it's a stand and wait system, right? hoping people will give them a call. So I'm going to encourage everyone, we're not blowing smoke. We're not making up numbers. We see this on a daily basis. I hope this encourages people to put a little bit of effort um, over time, throw in your calendar, just take a look couple days a week, give it an hour. Hey, who can I reach out to? Who can I send a message to? Hey, is it baseball? Is it football season? Is it soccer? Do people like World Cup or whatever may be coming up? And I get to send out little messages to them, right? I wrote that in there, didn't get to it. I'm going to get to it now. Right. Interested is interesting. Remember that. Exactly. So remember how it makes you feel when you're a sailor and someone who doesn't even doesn't know anything about sailing goes, that just seems so awesome. Right. What kind of boat do you have? Oh, hey, let me tell you, right? I mean, it just lights people up. It so does. that's a great way to get involved. So question came through. <laughs> so I'm going to throw it out before we go off the air here. Um, I'll read the question. Howdy. What if I had a spear, of in, uh, a, a spear that recognized me as something else? I was in another career for a long time, and everyone knows me as something else. What do you guys think is the best way to transition? Any tips? I'm going to use the example of your phone calls when you said, hey, Travis, how you doing? Calling today, this is a business call. You know, it's just, you put it out there. Right. Flat out. Hey, Ron, how you doing? It's uh, Travis. Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm making a transition into a new industry. I'm really excited. I've got the great backing of a fantastic brokerage. And I think this is going to be a great new start for me. I'm getting into the real estate game and, you know, we'll love your support. If there's anything I can do for you, you know, we've had a great relationship and we'll love to continue that on. But just wanted to let you in on what is exciting news for me. I like it. So for me, I'm probably a three approach, three approach kind of thing. And what I mean by that is I would probably formulate a message probably via email. Uh, Great idea. Recognize, hey, this is what I've done. Kind of the same message that you just said, but I would follow that up with a phone call and just wanted to follow up on the email that I sent you and let you know just in case you had any questions or anything like that. But I would also be upfront and, hey, this is business because you're relying on the fact that this, this, these people recognize you. Yes, they recognize you for what you were doing before, but they also recognize you for the integrity for are you a good business person? Are you being responsive? Will you take care of me? Yes, I get that it's a new industry for you, but they're in your they're there because of the character you are, the character yes. that you present. Very good point. First and foremost, it's right? It's not that you're the accountant or whatever it might be. It's your ethics. Exactly. It's your work ethic. It's how you look after people. It's how you care. Yep. That's what's important and can be transferred to so, new industries. Yeah, so I'd have no fear. <clears throat> Made the change. And make sure that you're presenting yourself as who you are. And right. mostly, I mean, so this would be mostly through marketing and things. Mm -hmm. So in today's world, that's social media, websites, and whatnot. Man, make sure that you have that there. And if you're making a transition or if you're doing two things at once, you know, you can coexist. But don't not have the presentation there that, hey, here's what I'm doing and here's who I am. Right. You know, so start making that transition. Make sure you don't ignore it. Don't feel like, oh, I don't want to mess anything up. No, you got to do it. If you're going to make the transition, do it. Personally, I think it's exciting because right now one of the things that's a total differentiator is anybody coming into this industry that is new, transitioning from something else, doesn't know what they don't know. And it's easier than ever to get information out to somebody Mm -hmm. And remember, we, we just got done talking about it for the last hour. We don't keep in touch with people. 
So someone will, you know, I think that was a Jim Rome. If, you know, if you don't, if you don't call them, if you don't talk to them, somebody will. Oh no, that's actually, that's uh Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry. Tom Ferry. That's Tom Ferry. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Travis, you don't call them. Somebody will. I think I had that in, in our office at one point it said, if you're not marketing to your past clients, somebody, somebody else, else is. is. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I encourage you to just reach out to them, tell them what's going on, focus on, you know, why you made the changes and what, what you're excited about with regards to real estate and things like that. Don't ask for business. Just let them know that you're making the change. Um, it may be a good opportunity at that point to take our first point and asking for an update on their information. Yeah, and don't tap dance. Well, you know, I'm doing you well. Uh, no. Hey, I've got exciting news. Exactly. I'm excited about this, and here's what I'm doing. I, I love that for years. And, and communications, hit, it's not necessarily an objection, but hit the concern or the objection right up front. Exactly. Don't tap dance around it and, and play games. No, here's why I'm calling. Here's what's going on. And then you get to control how it's, how it's received, you know. Hey, I'm kind of doing this. Okay, well. They're probably not going to be contacting you. You sound kind right, of right. meek. Hey, I've got exciting news, something I'm really excited about. Boom. All of a sudden, you got them excited. Agreed, agreed. All right. Happy Friday. Yes. Hopefully, like the sun's coming out. It was a little gray this morning. Yeah. Hopefully, everybody has a wonderful weekend. Next week's episode, we're going into geographic farming. Ah. Yeah. Are you excited about that one? Yes. Okay. Uh, as I always say... When we do our top 10, mm -hmm. nine, if not 10, of our top 10 agents every quarter have a base in geographical farming. Absolutely. So one of the things that we feel is a necessity as far as having a line out there, um, well, one of the things I think that should be one of the lines that are out there is, is developing that geographic farm. And when we say geographic farm, doesn't necessarily, geo farm doesn't necessarily mean specific neighborhood or things like that that can be broken up a couple of different ways so mm -hmm. i'm excited about talking about that next week um thank you guys that joined us we appreciate it if you like what you're hearing please please like please follow please share um and help